Hi everyone, I'm MJ and my husband Apoc and I are planting a church in Anaheim Hills, California called Zion Church. Our mission at Zion is to create spaces for God to dwell and for hearts to be transformed by the love of Jesus. So whether you're here for the first time or you're joining us again, we want to thank you for tuning in. If you're looking for a church community or are wanting to partner with the mission of Zion, there are two ways you can do so. The first one is joining the launch team. As we continue to connect and serve our community both in person and online, we are needing your help. You can join the team by going to zionchurch.live launch. Second, you can become a financial supporter. We understand that we cannot do this alone. As a church, we believe that we don't just meet to meet, we meet to meet the needs. And in order to effectively meet those needs, it requires the generosity of people like you and me. You can go to zionchurch.live slash give to become a financial supporter. On behalf of our entire Zion family, we want to say thank you. Hi, welcome to Zion Church. My name is APOC. I am the lead pastor here, and I am so glad you are joining us today. Happy Thanksgiving if you are watching us on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Uh, we are filming today on Friday. We definitely as a family enjoyed our Thanksgiving holiday and I hope it was the same for you. Uh, I have a couple of announcements before we kick off today's sermon. First one is Advent season starts next week. Come on, I am so pumped. I love Christmas. Um, I can't wait to be teaching on Advent and what it means for every believer, why we celebrate uh, Christmas, what it means. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to kick it off in person at the park next week. So uh, join us at the park. Remember, every first and third Sunday we meet in person, and every second and fourth we meet online. We are a hybrid church. Um, if you are wondering what we are and what we do, that's who we are. We're a hybrid church that meets in person and online. So uh, yeah, Advent season is starting next week. Also, Vision Sunday. Um, we have been talking, um, well, two weeks ago we shared Vision Sunday about how next year the word that um, God um, is wanting for us to focus on as a church is build. So the, the, the campaign for next year is build 2022. We're believing that we want to launch officially as a church community on Easter Sunday of 2022. And we would love for you to consider partnering with all of us financially. So go to zionchurch.live forward slash vision Sunday. Check out everything um, that God is wanting to do on um, in 2022 and how you can partner with us to make that happen. So um, if you have made a pledge, thank you so much. Um, we are so grateful for each and every one of you. God is good. God is going to do incredible things next year. All right. Well, today we are going to um, finish off our gratitude series, and I'm going to finish off with the, um, the, the, the last message titled Grateful and Generous. I want to talk about generosity as a church and how it's linked to our gratitude. But before we do, let me pray for you. Father, we love you. We are so grateful 
Uh, we're grateful for the holidays. We're grateful for this season. As we're closing out the year, the opportunities for, uh, for us to gather with family, with friends, with loved ones, be able to eat, be merry, um, be glad, and uh, enjoy each other's company. So God, we thank you for this season. God, I, I pray for today's message. I pray that as we are concluding the gratitude series, that we would be challenged to take our gratitude to the next level, um, to a place of generosity, that our generosity um, would reflect our gratitude. So God, I pray for those hearing and watching today. I pray that you would open our hearts, our minds, and our ears. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. You know, at church here at Zion, um, we say this, that generosity is our privilege. And generosity is one of our values as a church community because generosity is about giving more than what is required. We're generous with our time, our talents, and our treasure. We lead in the way of our giving because God has given richly towards us so it is our privilege to give back to him. Our generosity is a reflection of our gratitude. And I want to ask you today, do you realize how much God has richly given to you? I know there are seasons where that's harder to see, but I want to remind you today that God has given richly towards you. God doesn't hold anything back. There's nothing God is concealing from you and I. His grace, God's grace is sufficient. You know, I think about how MJ and I are the sum of generosity. I'm reminded that there are things we are reaping today because of things we sowed in the past. You know, I believe Zion is a result of years of generosity from MJ and myself and so many others. I'm also reminded that we are here because of people that sold on behalf of us. There's people that sold um, into ministries where MJ and I gave our lives to Jesus. People that sold into youth camps and youth services and conferences to make up spaces for God to dwell and for hearts like MJ and I's to be transformed by the love of Jesus. And, and as I think about that, I am so grateful to God and I'm so grateful for the, pe for the generosity of people that sold into places where I could grow in my faith. It, it, it's places where we found so much healing because of people that sold into those ministries. I'm so grateful for that. I'm also reminded that uh, sowing financially doesn't always mean reaping financially. As we talk today about giving, I, I want to remind the listener that giving financially doesn't always translate into reaping financially. Sometimes it means a healthy and thriving marriage. It, it means children that love Jesus. So before we begin, I want to start with asking this question, why should we practice generosity? The first one is because it's a commandment. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7 tells us, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, 
not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves the cheerful giver. Malachi 3.10 tells us this, Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open up the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more. Hebrews 13 verse 16 says, Do not neglect to do good and share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Before we continue, I want us to re-examine how we view God's commandments. So I want to make it clear that giving, generosity, is a commandment from God. And that's the reason why, as believers, we give, because it's a commandment. But I want us to re-examine what God's commandments look like, or, or, or the view of it. For years, I've always looked at God's commandments as, as things that if I didn't do them, God would be angry at me and would punish me. But if we look closely, every commandment doesn't benefit God. It benefits us. The reason God commands it or commands us to give, it's because God desires things for us. He knows the result of choosing a different path. The only one that benefits from generosity is us. God doesn't need our money. So if you're listening today and you're not giving, I want to let you know this changes nothing for you. God is still with you. He is for you. But you are drastically missing out on the blessing of generosity. Here's a second reason why we should practice generosity. Because it's what the early church did. Acts chapter 2 verse 42 through 40, 45 tells us, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and the fellowship and the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the, the proceeds to all as any had need. I also want us to go to James chapter 1, verse 27. It says, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep one, oneself from being polluted by the world. So the reason the early church practiced generosity is because they understood that the church existed to meet the needs of people. One of our big models as a family and as a church is that we don't meet just to meet, we meet to meet needs. Generosity should be a mark of every believer. And the last reason why we should practice generosity is because it's who God is. God is love and the way God expresses his love is through giving us Jesus. One of the most 
famous verses in Scripture is John 3.16. If you know it, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. He gave. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1 says, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. In other words, we are called to be more like Christ. Our faith journey is a daily transformation to be more like Jesus. Giving is a spiritual formation. It forms us. When we give, it, it, it begins to form us into the character of Jesus. It's not a law to be obeyed so that we can check it off from one of our duties. When we give, we are transformed. We, we cannot be generous and not look different. Let me say that again. We cannot be generous and not look differently. When we give, when we live a life of generosity, it begins to change us. We begin to look like Jesus. So we shared three uh, reasons why we practice generosity. Now I want to share three ways to practice generosity. At Zion Church, we practice the discipline of generosity for the support of Christ's body, which is the church, as God commands, as we've talked before. We recognize and see that Scripture shows us three central practices of generosity. The first one is tithe. Again, it says in Proverbs 3, um, verse 9 through 10, it says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. The tithe or the first fruits of our labor or income, it, it belongs to God. Uh, we find this principle all through the Bible. The tithing, giving God's the first uh, 10% of our income to the local church is a way that we acknowledge that we're putting God first. The second way that we can practice generosity is through offerings. The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy verse 6, I mean chapter 6, uh, verse 18 through 19, sorry. It says this. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share the storing of treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. An offering is giving over and above what we call a tithe. The Bible says that by giving generously, we are able to take hold of the life that is truly life. You aren't really living unless you are freely giving. And the last way that we can practice generosity is the gift of giving. It says in Romans chapter 12, verse 6 through 8, it says this, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, 
in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. The gift of giving is a spiritual gift that God gives to people. It is a spirit-giving capacity and desire to serve God by giving of our material resources, far beyond a tithe to further work the kingdom of God. Many people love to give to God, and as they do, they want to feel confident in the organization through which they give. At Zion, we want people to understand that they are giving to God through the church, not to the church. That is why we don't force people to give here at Zion. Funds are not income only. They are worship and are not considered to be a business transaction, but an expression of gratitude towards God. I want to end with reading you this. It says, At the heart of the gospel is grace, a gift that provokes giving. God is gracious. He gives good gifts, even to those who do not deserve it. And those who receive God's good gifts are to return them upward in praise and outward in service. Grace follows a pattern of reciprocity, common to gift-giving in the ancient world, but with two key differences. First, God's grace is given to the unworthy. No one is fit to receive what God has lavished on us. Second, God's grace is meant to generate reciprocity in a wider circle, benefiting even those who are, who are outside. So not only does grace fuel gratitude, it generates generosity. Grace begets grace. Giving begets giving. Whereas Jesus said, freely you received, freely give. Matthew 10, verse 8. This is adapted excerpt from Blessed, Broken, Given. How your story becomes sacred in the hands of Jesus. I want to pray for every person today that is listening because I believe that there is someone who is going to drastically be transformed and formed into the image of Jesus in the next couple of months and it is directly linked to your generosity. It's going to begin to form you in ways that you never imagined, you're going to start experiencing peace and joy in places that you never even remembered. And I wanna pray that over you today. I wanna to pray for those that maybe are here and have been giving generously for so many years and they feel tired and weary. Maybe you've lost sight of the why. 
I pray that after today that you would be reminded of your why. We give because God has richly given to us. So let me pray for you. Dear Jesus, God, I'm so grateful that grace generates generosity. That through the character and the life of Jesus, His life, His life of giving us His body so that we would find life in a relationship with You is the standard, is the foundation of why we as believers give. God, we're so grateful for all that you have given us. And because of that, as a pastor, I am challenged to exhort and, 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 and challenge and encourage every listener today to take that step of faith and make giving a spiritual discipline in their lives. God, maybe there's someone here today that has um, not given. And um, they've been people that love you, that serve you, but maybe they, they're, they're not giving financially. God, I pray um, that whatever fear that they might have had throughout the years, that today they would take a step of faith and begin a life of generosity to help move your kingdom forward, Lord. God, I pray for those that maybe have been giving. God, we're so grateful for them. And, and, and they've been giving, but they've lost a sense of the why. God, I pray that after today's message, they would see it clearly. That they are more like you. That their family is healthier because of their life. Because of their generosity. Because of things that they have sown. God, I pray that you would bless them. And God, we thank you. We thank you for leading us into a life of generosity. God, I pray from this moment forward that we would view generosity and giving in a whole different lens so that we would mirror your life, Jesus. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before we say goodbye, I, I want to give someone who has never given their life to Jesus to do it today. Maybe you've heard about Jesus, but you don't follow him. And there's something inside of you right now that is nudging you. I believe it's the Holy Spirit. God wants to use your story, your life right now to make a difference. And it all starts by asking Jesus to come into your life. Would you pray this with me? Heavenly Father, I come to you today to give you my whole life. I need your forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Make me brand new. Fill me with your Holy Spirit that I would have the power to know you, to serve you, to follow you. My life is not my own. God, I give it to you. Thank you for a new life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or if you have a testimony to share about today's message, we'd love to hear it. 
Email us at info at zionchurch.life. Well, may the Lord bless you and keep you. God bless you. And let's keep creating spaces for God to dwell. Thank you.